Hello there, welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life, recording this on Wednesday the 22nd of July. Hope you're well. Uh, thank you uh, to the podcast sponsors as ever, Bang Nollison of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists uh, in some of the finest home entertainment and uh, masters of bespoke installations as well. Bang Nollison social media, Twitter, Instagram, Bang Nollison Cheltenham, I should say, and also through their website, you can get hold of Jason Briggs and his team should you be after equipment or a bespoke service to put a home entertainment system, for example, into your home. Thank you to them. Thank you to cytoplan.co.uk, food-based supplement company we've been using as a family, the Draper family, for 20 years. I think it must be at least 20 years. And uh, believe in it, um, anecdotal, I suppose, in the sense that we haven't had a sort of uh, a comparative family to compare our health to, but certainly like the food-based supplements, big fan of one in particular at the moment, in terms of optimizing our immune systems called Immunovite, I-M-M-U-N-O-V-Y-T-E. And if you go to cytoplan.co.uk, you can get Immunovite or indeed any supplement that you takes your fancy. You can get a 10% discount with the code DRAPER10, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, and then the numbers one, zero. So DRAPER10 gets you a 10% discount at Cytoplan. .co.uk. Hope you're well. Hope you're feeling good. Been nice weather in the UK today. Been out and about with my daughter, who is now on her summer holidays, even though school was very much uh, curtailed by the coronavirus this year. She is officially on holiday now, so we kind of have to relax a little bit about the homeschooling, which is nice, and went out and about to a place called Mizzardon Woods. Uh, upcoming as well, interesting times. We talk about slowly emerging, I suppose, globally in terms of businesses and sport from the coronavirus pandemic. We've got uh, Scott Coker coming up, which is an interview I did. He is the Bellator MMA president, got background in taekwondo and mixed martial arts himself, but he's very much the main man at Bellator, which is kind of, I suppose, unofficially the second most prestigious organization. Hopefully that will improve and increase behind the UFC in mixed martial arts. And they've been off for four months. They're coming back this weekend at the Mohegan Sun Resort and Casino in Connecticut. And he's been talking about the logistical uh, detail of that. I know from following some of the guys involved in the broadcast, a guy called Big John McCarthy, who's been on the podcast. You can listen back to my conversation with him for Sky Sports as well, talking about the sort of the protocol of having to be tested when you arrive, having to be quarantined in your hotel room for a period of time, having to be six feet away from fighters when you're interviewing them, all the different detail of it. Even if you are tested, there's still no kind of free movement and, and kind of... Um, tactile contact between anyone or, or so it's, a, it's an interesting time as sport comes back uh, i know in the uk now we're saying that potentially fans let in in october which for me locally trying to support the local football club cheltenham town in league two huge deal to have fans in because financially very difficult to sustain professional clubs without that ticket money even the ones in the upper uh, sort of strata of of sport will be struggling i think long term if they can't get fans in although they can get more money from sponsorship and so on and so forth with, with broadcast rights deals for TV and things like that. So it's interesting to get Scott Coker's thoughts. Hope you like this. Um, this is something I do for Sky Sports' YouTube page where you can see the video, although Scott declined to, to have his video on in terms of the Zoom conversation we had with him in the States as he was making his way to the, uh, to the arena in uh, Connecticut in the northeastern states of, of America. So it's, uh, it'll be a video on YouTube if you want to watch it, but it's kind of just... My face, if you want to see that. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoy this. Thank you. Hello there. Welcome along. Bellator returns to Sky Sports screens the early hours of Saturday morning. Very pleased to say that Bellator MMA president Scott Coker joins us to set this one up. Scott, thank you for your time. How are you? And 
and how's the, uh, the organization been? What emotions have you been going through? Well, as you guys know, it's a very uh, interesting time and uh, we're excited to get back to business, get back to our fighting business, get our fighters busy, but it has been challenging and uh, there is a lot of you know, hurdles that we had to overcome to get back to the space, feel comfortable, feel safe, to provide an environment, uh, almost like a, uh, a soundstage, let's, let's say, or a uh, little, uh, little um, uh, atmosphere where basically the fighters feel safe, the staff feel safe, the production feels safe, and I finally feel like we got to that place and we're ready to go this Friday night. That's great. I mean, is there anything, we, we use the word unprecedented, don't we, around the world for, for what's been happening. Is there anything that, that compares to this in your past in terms of organizing events and how much detail have, have you had to go into in terms of trying to keep everyone safe with, with all the protocols? I'll tell you, if you would have asked me uh, a year ago that this would have happened, I would have never believed it. It's really, it's really been an unbelievable time to see the whole world basically shut down. Hmm. Right. And uh, at first I was like, okay, this is going to pass and you know, a couple months and, and then it's just gone on and on and on and on. And I think that, you know, you know, they're saying that by the end of the year, they might have some light at the end of the tunnel with some vaccines and that, and that sort of thing. And which would be great. But um, I think this is going to be something that carries on into next year, to be mm -hmm. honest. And uh, we might be in this closed environment, um, you know, for the next, you know, let's say not just the next three months, which we have booked, but it might be until December because, mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't think fans are going to come out and, you know, and feel safe in an environment where they're, you know, have all these people around them watching a sporting event being so close proximity. So I think that, uh, you know, we're going to be in kind of like this, uh, this like little, like I call it the fight sphere, right? Mm. Little, a little, little bio zone that we, you know, have created here at the Morgan Sun. And uh, we'll be, uh, you know, rotating the fights with Showtime. So we'll be filming one weekend. They'll be filming the following weekend. And we're sharing the venue and, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be uh, a great experience because we're sharing the production of the event itself. Uh, so we're working together in the sense that uh, it's the first time that we've really worked with Showtime and being that we're from the same company now with CBS and Viacom uh, and Showtime is owned by, you know, the same company now. And so, and so it's Bellator. So it's a great opportunity for us to work together. Um, but as far as, you know, the, the, uh, the, the COVID hitting, never did I ever see anything like this coming. It, it's been, it's been uh, a game changer. And uh, I think it'll be a while before we get back to normal. I think it will. And in the UK, we'll talk about it in a second. They're talking about potentially letting fans in in October. But who knows with, with spikes and, and resurgence potentially of the coronavirus at, at any point. What about the, your, your time you've taken out before coming back with Bellator? You've seen other sports return. The UFC, of course, in MMA, but golf. In the UK, we've had Premier League football come back. The Bundesliga in Germany was one of the earliest games. You mentioned the, the, the crowd noise there. What have you learned from, from observing other sports, the pros and the cons of, of the ways they're doing things? Yeah, you know, I, um, I, uh, it just seems different, right? I mean, it's just a different experience. But you're so starved for live sports. And you, I'll watch anything at this point. I mean, it's <laughs> honestly, it's any kind of sports. I am all about it, whether they're piping in noise for the fans or not to me mm. it's it's almost irrelevant it's, it's almost like i want to see the the live competition and you know the you know i was watching baseball last night with probably five people in the stands you know and you know it's it's still a good time for me because i've been 
I feel like we've been robbed of five months of, of, you know, primetime sports. And uh, I mean, now the major league baseball is coming back uh, football. We'll see what happens with that. But I mm. do believe that uh, they will have a football without any audience uh, in the stands and baseball last night uh, and basketball is coming. So, you know, it's uh, it'll be nice to uh, be um, a sports junkie again. Yeah, certainly. Well, I think people who mentioned baseball, I heard someone say they've been watching South Korean baseball over the course of the past um, past few months to, to keep across any kind of live sport. And what about the, the event you're coming back to, though? It's, it's got the potential, the main event, hasn't it? Ricky Bandeas and uh, Sergio Pettis to be an absolute barnstormer of a, a fight. Yes, I mean, this, this is a, uh, like, if you like scraps, they call this, BJ Penn was saying, then the, this, is the, this is the fight card for you because you got a bunch of young kids Got a lot to prove, and they're going to bring it. And this is their opportunity. And they've been, you know, training for the last three, four months, getting ready and just staying in shape. And we've been telling them, hey, we don't know when, but get ready, just stay ready. And so, you know, we pull the trigger, and these guys are—they're going to be out. They're going to be at it. They're going to—they're going to—they're going to get to the center of the cage, and they're going to start throwing. So these are some young guys, and the whole card is kind of built around like the new young, you know, the next generation to see who can step up and you know, with Aaron Pico and Claxton. And we, we just got a bunch of great young uh, talent on the fight card. Yeah, I mean, look, really look forward to it. It's interesting listening to Josh Thompson and, and big John McCarthy talk about the protocol for them as broadcasters as now and how it's changed. I presume for the fighters, it's a whole new world, a whole new experience in terms of the quarantine pre-fight and things like that. Do you think that could lead to upsets, that this is a, a different aspect now there's, there's not the established routines that fighters go through that perhaps there'll be a psychological question yes I, I do believe that it could be a psychological battle within themselves because things are not normal and they're not you know into these big massive training camps where they've been used to having in these big gyms let's say you know now it's kind of an isolated you know opportunity to train with sp specific people and it's a very small uh, little camp they come in there's not a lot of people at this venue. It's not going to be the same hoopla at the press conference, let's say, or the weigh-ins. We will have an opportunity, you know, the media will be there, but they're just going to be virtual. They're not going to be, um, you know, sitting there. It's not going to be thousands of people in the venue, you know, watching uh, the, the weigh-ins or the, the press conferences, that sort of thing. So, you know, it's going to be a, a different experience for them. And it's going to be interesting, like you said, how are they going to handle that experience? You know, mm -hmm. now they're going to, when the fight, you know, when the fight, I believe when the fight starts and you get hit, then it's going to be back to normal. Like things are going to, you know, things are going to click right back in, but you know, it's not the same experience. And I, I really wonder, like you stated, you know, are they going to, are they going to be able to perform under these different circumstances? So on Friday, I can answer that question. <laughs> we'll look forward to that as well finding out and how they handle the commentators analysis being being heard potentially in the, in the cage as well I want to speak to you about Michael Venom Page quickly Scott because he's obviously a UK fighter and based in in London in, in Hackney he's keen to get back out what any news on, on on him or potentially returning to Europe would it be feasible for European fighters to, to come to the States at the moment well right now it's it's not and uh, I think it's both ways for instance, if we bring a fighter to the UK and we plan to fight in the UK, we have to, we're under 14 day quarantine, right? Mm. And so that means every fighter has to go under 14 day quarantine. And uh, we've been trying to um, get the athletes here, uh, but there's been this, you know, travel embargo put on by our government 
And so it's been, it's been challenging. And we have to figure that out because, you know, for the United States fighters, <clears throat> we have these set of fights at the Mohegan Sun, like our summer series, that uh, they'll have the opportunity to compete. But for the European fighters, uh, they're just kind of on standby. So hmm. I think that we're going to have to probably do a fight in Europe somewhere yeah. or the UK somewhere and make it just a very European centric event, just like we are here for these guys. And I think that'll happen, you know, sometime September, October. But, mm. um, but um, you know, listen, Michael Benapage is one of the most talented athletes in the planet. And I love his fighting style. I want to get him back in there. Right now, it's just a COVID and a government situation. So we'll have to work it out. Yeah, good to hear. And the, the Dublin event that was initially scheduled for, for October, do you think, is that still TBC to be confirmed potentially? Yeah, you know what? We still have hopes that that event will happen and uh, we will be able to do it. They're saying that right now we can still do it. Um, but the challenge is how do we get our staff from here to there, mm. right? So maybe just uh, David Green and the European operation can, can, can operate it and, uh, and, and basically get it done, which I know they can. And that might be the course of action is that the European team and the UK team really just goes and runs it, you know, without us. And we'll have to stay virtual and be supportive from here and just televise it here. But, um, you know, uh, if that event does happen and the government does allow it, uh, they're talking about maybe having, you know, a couple thousand people in the venue. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's irrelevant at that point because we really want Michael to get back in the cage. And uh, I think that Ireland might be the first opportunity to, to, do, to do that. Yeah, it's interesting just listening to you talk. It takes logistics to a whole new level um, now, doesn't it? And I wanted to ask you about one of Michael's friends. And Michael was quite coy about this and was uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek about his friend Derek Chisora, who is obviously a, a world-level contender boxer, has fought for a world title in the past. But rumours, and, and Chisora himself quoted as saying he might be interested in coming to Bellator after he fights the Ukrainian Alexander Usyk in, in boxing. Can you tell us anything on that, shed any light? Yeah, you know, all I can say is that uh, there is dialogue, and he does train in MMA uh, with Michael uh, over there at Shoot, and um, we'd love to have him. And if he has time in his schedule to compete in MMA, we, we would love to put him in there and, and you know, test him out. So mm. when, depending on his schedule, uh, we'd love to uh, get, him, get, him, uh, get him into the rotation, so to speak, if, uh, if his time permits. That's great. I mean, what would you, you'd have to be fair to him. Would you be kind to him and get him in with a striker? Presumably you wouldn't put him straight in with a, a wrestling champion or something like that. No, no. We, you know, listen, even though, it, you know, he uh, has so many boxing fights, it's still a different experience. Mm. And fighting with little, these little six ounce gloves, you know, it's a, it's a much different experience. And fighting in a cage, I'm sure there's going to be some adjustment. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we would put him in there. Maybe I, 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 I picture having somebody like a fun opponent for him, mm. maybe, you know, to, to compete with. So, you know, we haven't even talked to opponent. We haven't talked about timing. Really, it's going to come down to when he's available. Uh, but we would love to have him when he's ready. Let's get it on. Yeah, I suppose he's a, he's a cult hero here, isn't he? Now he sells out the O2 Arena in, in London and potentially that's part of it as a promoter, having a character like that on your books, albeit one who's a great fighter as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, you know, no doubt that he brings a lot to the table. Um, but I always love when, you know, a boxer or somebody that comes from a different sport will really put his time in and really study martial arts and really practice martial arts. And when you, when you go to, a, you know, a gym like, you know, shoot in, uh, in London, that means you're serious. 
And mm-hmm. to me, that means you, you, you're, you know, this is just not a gimmick fight. This is something that he wants to test himself. So I love that. I always love that when, uh, you know, whether they come from rugby or they come from professional football, yeah. we've got Herschel Walker come and fight for us in the past, uh, who's a big American football star here. And, uh, you know, but I, I just love, I just love the fact when fighters uh, or athletes at the highest level come in because they, they always realize, wow, this is a tough sport. This is something that really takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time. And, uh, you know, really it's like, um, it's like watching them, you know, go from ground zero, but they have such great athletic ability. They're able to make that crossover much mm. easier than someone who's just starting to compete. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned rugby. James Haskell obviously signed to, to Bellator. Has this made his situation more difficult, the inability to maybe train over the past few months in terms of getting his, his uh, MMA skills to, together? Yeah, you know what? I'm not sure how much he's training right now because, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's a COVID world right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame because we were ready to, to book him and to mm. get going. And then this COVID thing hit. So, you know, we have to regroup with him once we get, once we get our company re, re, regrouped as far as finding a European date and getting European fights on the date, European dates busy, you know, like getting our fighters busy, uh, you know, we'll, we'll revisit with James. But there's another, I mean, look at the specimen of that guy. You know, <laughs> I mean, he loves hitting people already. So, yeah. you know, to him, this is a natural progression. But, but there is still a learning process. And, you know, what I loved about him was the same thing was, you know, here's a guy that, you know, goes and goes to one of the most serious gyms, most credited gyms in, in the world, actually. And uh, it was really taking it seriously. And that's, I love that because to me, that means that he's serious and that he really wants to do it. And he's going to, you know, this is just more time for him to prepare mm. for the long journey, for the long journey that he has ahead. Yeah, it's a really good way of looking at it. Extra time for, for James Haskell to prepare. Now, I heard, um, appreciate your time, Scott, as well. I know time's pressing, but Michael Chandler has come and said that he's 99% sure he is fighting on the 7th of August and should be against <laughs> Henderson. Uh, do you have an update on that? Do you have a revision of the 99.9%? Yeah, you know, it's still 99.9%. And, <laughs> uh, you know, listen, I think that we're going to put that fight together sometime in the next, you know, couple of days. But it's not signed, it's not inked yet. And, uh, you know, what it is, we'll let everybody know. But that's a fight I sure would like to see because mm. those guys will bring it. I mean, it's going to be, a, you know, another just barn burner. They've had some great matchups. And, uh, but, you know, when, when it gets signed and gets synced and gets done, we'll let everybody know. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it Michael's last fight, do you feel, or is there potential for a new contract? I mean, you know what? There's always a potential, you know, but uh, it is a different world, right? And the, what I mean by that is, you know, listen, we're, we're everything has to adjust right now because economics are different. Let's be honest. Economics are different and there's not going to be a gate because we don't have a gate opportunity anymore. Right. Mm. So you're taking millions of dollars off the plate, you know, for us and other, other live event sports. Um, so there's going to have to be an adjustment. And Michael has been, you know, a great, great ambassador for Bellator. We'd love to keep him, Um, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do everything we can and, Let's see. Let's see what happens, you know, after he fights, and and let's see what the temperature is, and we'll go back and evaluate, you know, his uh, his let's say contribution to you know, the companies, which has been massive. Um, but you know, there uh, uh, there is a certain business side to this business, and you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, that's true, and it's interesting that I think you've got a fantastic card coming up 
in Connecticut? Have fighters generally been receptive to that new economic reality because it's come out of nowhere and it's it's new for everyone? Have they been understanding to that to that sort of um, that reality of there being less money involved? Well, you know, actually, right now, I, I don't think anything changes because all these fighters have contracts, and mm. and so they're getting, you know, everybody gets paid. It doesn't say in the contract that, you know, there's a there's might be a COVID situation, there might be, you know, the company might have to take an economic hit because of this, and and um, listen, Viacom has been supportive, and all the way from the top, you know, down, um, they've been supportive, and but you know, it's a it's up to us to also run a fiscally responsible business. And mm-hmm. so this is this all I think what will happen was is I think what will happen is when contracts start running out, the people that move the needle, like which means you're driving TV ratings, right? Because now the having um, attendance is not going to be a factor, right? So mm-hmm. if you can move the TV needle, then you're going to you're going to want we're going to want to keep you on the roster and you'll get paid. And if you're and if you don't, then you know, you might, it might be an, you know, you might have to just move on or we might have to shake hands and just be friends, you know, at this point. So, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting time because uh, we're going to, I feel like the, the fighters, like I said, that can, that can actually, you know, uh, drive TV ratings will, will get paid. And if you're just like, a, you know, like a, a medium type, uh, you know, journeyman, then, you know, we might have some options and you might have some options. So, that's just that's just you know it's going to be the law of economics at this point. Yeah, changing picture. That's really interesting in terms of ticket sales not being relevant while there are no fans in the in the stadium and, and how that develops. We do hope to see the, the fans back in the events. It was going to be a great event though at uh, the Mohegan Sun. Tell us, Scott, before you go, what you're particularly looking forward to. We know that that fight with with Pettis and Bandy Hass is is going to be a fantastic one. But is there anything else that you're looking out for? Anyone you're looking out for that may have gone under the radar? Yeah, I say. You know, don't uh, don't underestimate Aaron Pico, his return mm. because here's a kid that wears highly coveted, and had a lot of potential. He had had some early tough fights, but um, you know he's got all the skill set. He's in a great camp. He's in a great situation now. I think you're going to see a new Aaron Pico. And this kid's only what 23, 24. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's you know he's got a he's got a great career ahead of him. He's fighting on Friday night. I'm looking forward to that fight. But I'm looking forward just to getting back and, you know, and, you know, getting in the cage and letting these guys, you know, do their thing and um, just getting Bellator back uh, and producing fights, which I'm so excited because, you know, this last, these last five months, you know, I'm, uh, I'm overstaying at home and I'm overstaying with, with this COVID, you know, situation. I'm ready to go back to work and, and uh, we're going to start this Friday. Yeah, it'd be good to see you. Pico's had a challenging time in certain ways, hasn't he? I know you were very excited about signing him to Bellator. We've got a record of five and three now. Do you feel he's now moved, hasn't he, I believe, to, to New Mexico? Do you feel that he's refocused and, and perhaps has, has just learned a lot through his, his early exchanges in the sport? Yeah, I think one of the best things that happened was him to move actually to Albuquerque. He didn't just, you know, uh, go there for training camp. He's actually moved there. So he moved his horses, his girlfriend, his whole, uh, you know, like, basically it's him and his girl now. So all the outside influences of, of Los Angeles, you know, the parents and the cousins and the sisters, I mean, you know, it's not, not the sisters, but you know, like the family just being around uh, and having the influence, you know, it, it could be weighing on you because you're trying to do your own thing, so to speak. So hmm. um, I think that um, him being isolated like that and in a, in a very top, top camp in the U S is going to be good for him. And I think you'll see a different Aaron Pico this time. Yeah, he's been talking about riding his horses actually in the uh, 
in the uh, pandemic as well, which would be quite, quite a picture in your, in your mind's eye. Scott, really look forward to it and appreciate your time. Best of luck on Friday, your time, and, and Saturday morning, our time, 3 a.m. on Sky Sports. Everyone here is going to be getting the coffee on and looking forward to watching it. It's going to be great. And tune in, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys there in person sometime before the end of the year. Cannot wait. Scott Coker, thank you. Thank you. There you have it, Scott Coker. Interesting that heavyweight, I guess, gatekeeper, you'd say, for the upper echelons of, of boxing, Derek Chisora, who may well get his own world title shot if he defeats uh, Alexander Usyk, who's coming up from Cruiserweight's next match. But he may well be tempted by mixed martial arts. Conversion there for Scott Coker. Seems like he'll treat him quite gently in terms of opponents and matching him, not matching him with some wrestling or jiu-jitsu specialist. He'll just take him to the ground, but maybe a striker. Uh, to put on a show, to be interested to watch that space. I thought it was very candid about the complications. Interesting, the financial implications that, that Bellator are paying contracts in full right now that pre-existed coronavirus, but that the negotiations perhaps won't go the fighters' way, won't be as lucrative for fighters in the immediate situation, certainly in the States, where it seems like uh, empty arenas is the way forward or empty venues wherever they take place because it doesn't sound like fans in in, in parts of the states aren't going to come back too soon october we're hearing in the uk but that again is dependent i suppose on coronavirus not spiking again here so there we have it i hope you like that podcast if you would like to rate it on itunes be fantastic if you could and uh, i'm a sports broadcaster in the uk that's my day job for sky sports but it's kind of been a pivot actually for me because i'm uh, predominantly a presenter on a 24-hour news channel sports news channel our shifts have been reduced slightly and still are because we usually have two presenters at once but uh, because of social distancing and the coronavirus right now, we're only one presenter in the studio, one anchor, you'd call it in the States, but if you are listening from America, but that may well change in September, early plans, which again are subject to change at the moment if the situation changes with the, the pandemic. Uh, on that note, if you do want that supplement discount, if you're looking to optimize your immunity, big fan of Immunovite, which you can get from cytoplan.co.uk. So cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O. P-L-A-N, and you can get your supplements discounted with the code DRAPER10, my last name, all in capital letters, D-R-A-P-E-R and one zero. Get 10% off, and shout out to Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham as well for supporting the podcast, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV. Check out their equipment and their services online. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, if you could rate it on iTunes, it's wonderful. I know a lot of you have done, but just appreciate listening, basically, and thank you for it. Hope you have a good rest of the week. Speak to you soon. Hoping to speak to a, a Gloucester boxer who's going for a British Commonwealth title, Akeem Ennis Brown, otherwise known as Really Really Rival, which I'm not sure what his nickname comes from, but I look forward to finding out. Bye for now, team. Have a good one.